Hello, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. And our guest today, I'm real excited to meet this gentleman. He and I, actually, it's funny, we've tried to meet each other about three or four times. It just hadn't worked out. But we got it done today. And uh, he's spent 30 years of experience in building businesses, restructuring multinational organizations around the world with a strong emphasis on consumer health care. And he's been in this cannabis space for since 2015. My guest today is Mr. John Miller. He is the CEO of Greenlight Dispensary. How are you, John? Wonderful. Finally got this done. So uh, we're we're excited to have a a fun day today. Yeah, me too, man. I'm I'm really excited. And and you know, the times are very interesting now in our space, right? You are playing in a game you've been playing in. Hell, you've been playing it for eight years now. And so I think that's amazing. You get eight years is like you know, 108 years. I mean, every yeah, no, we're, we're definitely years. we're definitely dog years in this industry. So it's <laughs> it's been challenging, and we've done all kinds of businesses, as you mentioned, all over the world, from breaking up concrete in the Ukraine and operating a cattle feedlot in China to to doing all kinds of tech deals and everything else. And the cannabis industry is by far the the most challenging when you get the regulatory environment, the politics, yeah. and then yeah. uh, obviously growing a lot of ladies. And uh, yeah. each of our cultivation centers, that's a, uh, it's been a fun, uh, fun, fun little ride here. Oh, it's great. And I, I just want to, I want to take the audience back and just, you know, I think it's always interesting to, to just really understand how and why an individual in their sane mind gets into this, gets into this mist, right? And we have to assume you're sane. So we're going to go with that. Duh. That you're yeah. sane. But but you you your your base is home, right? You are a Midwesterner and you've worked all over the world in these diverse and variety of businesses, but you're in Missouri, right? Yeah, yeah. We we reside here. Grew up in St. Louis and live in Kansas City now, but uh always yeah. been a Midwestern boy until uh did did a little stint in Texas, but uh always always been kinda of in the Midwest and uh have those core values and then went out to uh Sin City and Las Vegas to win our first licenses. So, yeah. uh, so sold my soul to get into the uh, the cannabis industry, and I'm thrilled I did so. But but you did you you did, and I'm sure that it, that's closer to the truth than we would ever know. You, you know, if you take a look at it, I mean, you 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 were in businesses like barbecue, you were in whatever, yeah. But they were all entrepreneurial adventures, and yeah, wait. Yeah, so I've yeah. I've been I've been partners with my brother since uh, when I got out of the University of Missouri, uh, Mizzou. So the uh, and have basically never signed the back of a payroll check. Always signed the front, and every once in a while you get to sign the back, and uh, when you're the entrepreneur. So we're we're both completely unemployable, and so we've got to uh, <laughs> got, to, got to get out, get a hustle, and uh, and build some some decent businesses up and. You know, from from the barbecue days, and and you look back in history of of just being an entrepreneur, where you always want to do things uh, over again with the knowledge you have today. So uh, we feel like we're, we're we're a little better bosses than we used to be, and we're a little better operators than we used to be. Well, that's I'm sure you are, and I'm sure yeah. with with age and time, wisdom follows and joins the club. Now, 
if we take a look at, let, let's just take me through the last business before cannabis and, and, and walk me through the journey of getting into where you are. Because we got a lot to talk about today about what you guys are actually doing. You're doing a hell of a lot in the industry and you're good for everything. So, but what were you doing? And tell me about that conversation with your brother Jim that said, okay, we're going to do this. Uh, I want to get better. But- well, well, we our our, our main uh, main thing that paid the bills. We got an international road construction company, so we we okay. break up concrete on highways and airports around the world. Like a, we had the evac our machine from Kiev when Russia started bombing, so that job went away quickly. And uh, you know, trials and tribulations working over the UK and down in Mexico yeah. today, all those other things. So that that was a, a breadwinner. And we have some tech companies and some animal testing companies yeah. and some other things that have uh, have turned into the side hustles. Uh, if you will. And then, uh, and then actually it wasn't me going, my brother, my brother came to me. So his father-in-law was in a medical collective out in California. So we got the ride on patient visits and, and kind of saw the, uh, power of the plant and, uh, and then went out to Nevada and, and really ran the table on applications, partnered with the, the Morton Steakhouse family, uh, Mike really? and, and, uh, their brother built the hard rock out there, et cetera. And so you yeah. have to have a local uh, a local partner out there, and and we built up a nineteen thousand square foot dispensary, which was the largest in the country at the time, with a yeah. museum and and our farmers market, and you know open view kitchen, really some cool stuff. And uh, obviously, Planet Thirteen came in after us and and nice. made us look like little children <laughs> as far as our size. But uh, yeah. and then we had about three hundred thousand square feet we did up in. Uh, 90 miles north of there and uh and simultaneously we we opened another 270,000 square feet over in California and sold now when was that when was that what year is it uh, so we would have been uh 2015 uh 16 to win the licenses okay and uh so so get up and operating in in 16 17 on uh okay on, on those and and basically built it up over the next two years and in 2019 uh Cure Leaf came in, the largest operator in the country, and and yeah. uh, offered us a deal that made a lot of sense to uh, to roll into the Cure Leaf family. And mm-hmm. we had a non compete out there, so we came back to the Midwest and started building Greenlight. Yeah. Now this this is this is really cool. So so you sold to Cure Leaf in nineteen. Did you stay on for transition, or you guys were just out? So they just took over the dispensary. The they, I, I stayed on. We we signed in our deal in March of 2019, and yeah. with regulatory in that, you yeah. you uh, takes a while. So I think I uh, I evac the uh, the family out of there in November of 2019. They've they've got a, obviously a huge staff in that, and uh, yeah. and our operators, and and we never wanted to be an employee of Cureleaf, so we we were allowed to, to evac out of there, and we had a a non-compete so we couldn't come back to california and, and nevada which has since expired but uh yeah, we, yeah. It, it was good 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 transaction for both of us and and really got our you know that's kind of our cannabis 1.0 and then when we yeah. founded green light that that's kind of cannabis 2.0 for us so we've taken a lot yeah. of lessons and mistakes from that and start rolling yeah so how many people when you were in vegas and california and in that original business, you know, how many people have that had working for for you and Jim? Maybe 100 120, 130, somewhere in there, probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't. I, I was thinking maybe two or three hundred people because the size of those it wasn't as quite quite. Yeah, I don't. Well, actually, we had 120. Yeah, maybe it's 150. I, I'd have yeah. to go back and look, but uh, oh, you know, so, somewhere around there, not not near the scale we're at nowadays, mm-hmm. but. 
Yeah. So you, you, you grabbed your grip and, uh, did you come back immediately back to Missouri or yeah, started I, the green light project or, or was the green light thing already happening? You guys knew you wanted to do something in the Midwest. The, uh, we, we did, we won one license and, and had the first green light in, uh, in Arkansas, which was right. in 2018, uh, okay. roughly. And okay. so we had our first green light back there and, and we're pretty good at winning licenses versus, versus going out and buying them like other groups. So, uh, we had our first green light in, in the second poorest County in the, uh, in the United States down in Helena, uh, we were able to win a license down there and you could only win one and since then, yeah. a couple, but. The, uh, it, it allowed us to come back and, and I never sold my house here in Kansas city. I always knew I was coming back here and, and, uh, my okay. wife and uh, kids wanted to get back to their normal schools. So, uh, we, yeah. we got out of Las Vegas and brought them back to the Midwest values. Oh, that's great. You knew you were coming back. That's, that's awesome, man. Look, so you had this Arkansas business. So before you, you did the flip with, with Cureleaf and you guys, came back to the Midwest and, and, and you, you said you're going to do something special here in the Midwest, right? I mean, that was your, that was your, your thing. I mean, there was a big opportunity. The Midwest, I think, you know, this cannabis deal is, is really regional explosions and a series of regional explosions. You know, you had the West coast, you, you have the East coast and, and you guys are kind of the driver in the Midwest, and you made it a point uh, to to be special in a place you're ultra familiar with. And so, tell me about that thought process, and and uh, from the green light perspective, uh, and 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 why it's called green light. Coming back to the Midwest, mm -hmm. yeah, we we uh, obviously are very fortunate that you know at least the big five uh, publicly traded guys kind of see us as as flyover land, or they used to. Uh, prior to some recent news, but the, uh, yeah. so we're, 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 we're a big, uh, you know, multi-billion dollar deal we got uh, that we're working on now. So yeah. fly over and, and when you don't have those big companies competing for licenses, it makes your, uh, your life a little bit easier and it's a little bit easier to win at uh, the green light. Uh, we've always been branding guys, but, uh, I got to give credit to my, uh, my graphics designer. He just said the word green light out, out loud one time and, and we ran with it, built our G up and it's uh i, I walk through That's the airport and they see that they yeah. see that icon on my chest and i get all kinds of people that now know that uh that brand out there so it's it's uh, something very prideful about that's great that's great when we when we we come back we're gonna really dive into your your uh your market strategy so i'm, I'm really looking forward to that we're gonna take a quick break uh and then we'll be right back with john mueller who is the ceo of Greenlight dispensaries I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Produce Global. And uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is brought to you proudly by Produce global. And my guest today is Mr. John Mueller. He is the CEO of Greenlight Dispensaries. Now, John, so talk to me about your footprint. Let's talk about your business. Let's talk about that that big, beautiful Jeep. Okay? And, and where where do people see that Jeep? So tell, tell them a little bit about the footprint. 
Yeah, so so our biggest footprint's here in uh, Missouri. We've got uh, 15 stores scattered from St. Louis, Kansas City, down the southeast, southwest. So we got 14 uh, stores that just went adult use, and hopefully we'll nice. talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. And then uh, we've got three green lights uh, down in Little Rock, West Memphis, and down in Helena, as I, I mentioned before. And now we've got a big push out uh, West Virginia. Uh, fortunate enough okay. to get some licenses out there. We okay, great. Have- How many you got out there? Uh, we've got five that are up and uh, up and done, and I've got another four that are under construction. And so we're gonna end up, we're gonna, gonna be nine strong in West Virginia. Maybe? Nine nine strong in West Virginia. So yeah, uh, I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea, but uh, we we like that market long term. It's uh, a little painful okay. from the patient count today. M- moving back towards us, we got a new store open in Chicago next month, up in Park City, right on the Wisconsin border. We think that's going to be a Okay. A really nice adult use store. And then out okay. in South Dakota, we've got uh, two up and operating, another four under construction out there. And okay. then I'm, we, as you look at us, so we got 26 total open today. Okay. I, I've got another nine uh, nine under under construction getting ready uh, somewhere in the process to get open. And then uh, obviously we're, we're attacking, uh, you know, Florida applications are out. Everybody's yeah. going after. So how many is Florida wanting to add? Uh, 22. 22. 20. Uh, yeah. So how close are they announcing the winners? Uh, well, we su- we submit the applications on uh, April 28th. So, April 28th? Yeah, that, maybe by the end of the year. You know, by the end of the year with lawsuits okay. and all the fun stuff our industry goes through. So, <laughs> Well, you guys you guys keep the lawyers busy. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and then... Yeah, then then we, we're trying to be on the tip of the spear too, as far as these uh, new states flipping. And obviously, as an activist, we think all these states uh, should get dialed in and, and get regulated and taxed. So, you know, like Alabama, we submitted uh, submitted down there uh, for one of the integrated licenses. There's only five of those, and then uh, Texas is also has another uh, three to four uh, that are coming out here and uh, submitting in April too, and then. Uh, you know, legislatively, we we work hard in places like North Carolina to to try and move yeah. medical marijuana bills through the state of Kansas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here as as well, we we try to push push on all those fronts and and be kind of at the tip of the spear as yeah. uh, as as the plan continues to expand around the country. Yeah, I, that's 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 great, man. And how sweet was it, you know, when when the big mo opened up? And yeah, with adults. How was that? It, yeah, it was it was a big deal. We were we were one of the uh, larger contributors to uh, yeah. to the to the initiative, and and I'm very proud of our our team. We went out and got collected more signatures than anybody else, had more volunteers than anybody else, and and okay. really got out to vote. Uh, obviously, won that pretty handily here, and and unfortunately, yeah. we we thought Arkansas would also be uh, be flipping adult use, and uh, that that was a shellac. Yeah. That was taken down there. So hopefully, uh, in twenty four, we come back with that. It's it's crazy that their borders are are touching these states and and not going in a different direction. So, do you spend a lot of time in Arkansas? Not as not as much as I do. Uh, yeah, my my brother mainly handles Arkansas for us, but uh, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm only down there maybe once a quarter. And so, uh, yeah. it's, uh, we we got a. So do you think the environment there. can change in twenty four months there? I, I think it's going to take something at uh, at the ballot box to to get anything changed down there. It's it's great conservative states still have dry counties, uh, obviously he- heavily red state, but but so is Missouri. Missouri voted sixteen percent right. for Trump, and and obviously the the conservatives and and Republicans have 
have seen uh, seen the difference between taxing and regulating versus the you know promoting the black market. Well, why do you suspect that one of the the major political parties haven't just said, "I am going to absolute embrace this"? And th- I mean, whoever does that, John's going to win elections. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it flips it that much, but the, you know, going yeah. back to the Nancy Reagan, just say no. And, and yeah. you know, I, I grew up with that as as well. And uh, I think just, just getting those perceptions and, you know, anybody, when you talk to your, you know, Republican friend or highly conservative friend, uh, most of them have tried cannabis at, the, at this juncture in, in, in the world. And obviously, as we say, you know, it's, it's a lot better than that scotch that they got sitting next to them. So uh, we we are. Uh, I, I think those are flipping. You got ninety percent approval rating across the country for medical marijuana. I would say it tightens yeah. up when you go to adult use. But yeah, uh, but it's still over fifty percent. It's still sixty percent. You know, it's yeah. It's still people. People are starting to understand people like you. The efforts that you put in to educate, yeah, right, and 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 understand that that right. No, no one's ever overdosed from marijuana, man. Yeah, you know, wow, it's, just. Yeah, it's not a killer. It's a, yeah. It's we a we we got you know obviously all the all the stuff. It's scary now too. The black market and and yeah. you know the stuff laced with fentanyl. You got seventy thousand deaths from fentanyl last year. I mean, crazy numbers that uh, you know if you can get something tested and controlled, not just from a business standpoint, but ma- making sure that that's staying out of the hands of 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 everybody. And I I yeah. think I think what you'll start seeing like Kansas is I think we're going to get something uh, through the legislature this year. But the uh, I'm are optimistic about that at least. But the uh, you know you look over they they look across the board and all of a sudden Missouri is uh, you know adult use. You got a lot of Kansas people coming over and also nothing bad is happening. There's not you know right yeah exactly and, exactly. There's no horror stories to tell right. Yeah, and they're they're, they're missing the bad headline that they're looking for and it it just hasn't come around in the last two decades. No, it it hasn't, and so that, that you know that 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 boogie monster is just not there, yeah. right? And it's just not there. You know, if you look. What did you guys do? Like, uh, with the state did what fifteen million the first weekend? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, twelve point eight in the first three days. Yeah. So it's it's uh, and that was uh, we got our licenses that weekend wasn't even supposed to happen. So I didn't know I was going to open for rec uh, until like an hour and a half before I opened for rec. So are you uh, serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my was, god! Like, yeah. Oh my god! So, so you guys have twenty twenty six now that are operating. Yeah. Yes. And by at the end of twenty three, you'll have how many you suspect to be operating? Well, I, I'm I'm hoping the number is forty. Right. Right now, I got thirty six in my in my pocket. Um, I'm okay. trying to get to, I'm trying to get those other four to just because it's a magic number that ends in a zero. Like, uh, so I, okay. I've got an internal goal to get 40 up and operating we're, and we're getting very efficient and open. You know, the good thing is we've got yeah. a construction background. So I would want to have this, uh, construction and, and, and really watching my shareholder dollars and being, right. you know, very, very prudent with their, our capital. And then, yeah. uh, the other ad is obviously making sure we focus on, you know, consumer experiences as they're walking in our stores and making sure they never want to go anywhere, uh, that doesn't have a big G on the building. I absolutely got to have that big G. I'm yeah. telling you, man. So, what I, what I really want to talk about, man, is is what are some of the special challenges, right? I mean, and we can start by just talking about the difference of the industry from 218 to 223, right? Yep. 218 was 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 kind of crazy. And now, if you if you start to look at, at at where we are today, what are some of the major 
fundamental differences that you find in operating the business today? Yeah, I think uh, when I was back in my Las Vegas days, you know, yeah. like we didn't know if our bank account was going to be there the next day. And and so you're writing payroll checks and you don't know if those are going to clear because your bank had shut down and all these other right. you know, trials and tribulations, much more cash than it is today. Like today, right. you know, at the stores, we got twice a week pickup with a Fed truck, drives right over and drops it off for Uncle Sam, uh, gets it yeah. gets it on the wire and, and we operate closer to a normal business. Like those bank accounts cost more. We don't have credit cards and some little minor issues like that. But today, you know, I've got five different banks that that know I'm in the cannabis industry. And, right. you know, we go through that recertification problem, kind of following the coal memo that's kind of been morphed over the over the course of time. But having that banking, I think, is is the biggest difference for us. And then the rest of it is just pure. We didn't know what we didn't know. And right. uh, so we're much better operators and, you know, plant health and and getting something in the jar that you can really be proud of is uh, is kind of where we're at today. So and then also getting those efficiencies and like really working on microseconds on on that consumer like when they pull up to a drive-through in missouri you know how quickly can i get them in because you know we've got a speaker box outside or we've got a pickup window on the inside of the lobby and little right. microseconds like that where they have no reason to go anywhere else and and uh don't blow us up on our reviews too bad <laughs> that's great that's great we're gonna take a quick break man and then we're going to come back, and I want to I want to really dive into people and brands of your business. Okay, so yeah. we'll we'll do that. Hey, uh, I'm Burn Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus Global. And my guest today uh, is Mr. John Mueller. He is the CEO of Greenlight Dispensaries, and they're killing it right now. They're expanding uh, in an industry that is uh, quite quite interesting so uh, look forward to having you guys back stay with us we'll be right back plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages hey welcome back everyone welcome back to plant profits i am your host Vern davis and my guest today mr john mueller who is the ceo and the founder co-founder of the big g green light dispensaries. Hey, and John, so, you know, we were talking about the differences between now and what it was like in 2018. And you brought up, you know, banking become a more stabilized part of your business, which makes it more normal. And and, and that's that's our whole journey here in the cannabis industry is we got to get this thing operating like a normal consumer product business and because consumers want it and consumers want it to be that way. But, you know, the feeling about being in cannabis today, how does that compare from a talent perspective as you build your organization? Right. You have all you know, all these people in these, you know, 26, going to be 40 outlets. Uh, there's a lot of people involved. But didn't you have a structure to lead those folks and to deliver the business goals and uh, what has it been like from a talent perspective of getting people interested and understanding the nuances of the cannabis space yeah i i think you look at it, one we're very fortunate so Greenlight now has i think we're gonna by the end of the week be at 450 uh wonderful human beings that work for our our business and so you know from from top down uh cfo and everything uh, in between, mm -hmm. I think what we do find is we get 
much better talent in the cannabis industry than any of the retail or restaurant, anything else, even though they okay. start off at $15 an hour and then bonus their way up. But the, uh, I, I think, you know, people take, you know, one step backwards for two forward. And as a growing company like Greenlight, we've been very fortunate that we've, we've grabbed some, some young people that come in the store for a, a retail opportunity that took that two steps back right. and now they're taking three steps forward as they're now the regional manager or the, the GM or they're up right. here in the corporate office. And I think what, what we are very fortunate to have is in an industry where it's an emerging market, it's still interesting, it's still cool. And people want to, you know, kind of go figure out something a little bit different. And at the end of the day, when you're you're growing a plant, it's not much different than, you know, the guy that's growing tomatoes and, mm-hmm. and did it a uh, hundred years ago, you know, but it, it's, it's cool. It's getting in a package, it's controlling, you know, the humidity levels and all those other things that go into growing any, any plant uh, material that the good Lord gave us. But uh, yeah. I think from that, and then it's just, you know, logistically of making sure that packaging is dialed in and compliance and everything else. But these people are, are taking a step, one step backwards to come. So we get much better talent than anywhere else. So they can hopefully take, yeah. you know, three steps forward. Great. And you're seeing the progression of your talent inside the organization. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we were lucky enough with our, with our other businesses to have a core group, you know, people that have been with me for 15 years and 12 years and 18 years and having a, a really core group to build around. And, and that's kind of built our culture uh, between my brother and I, and we, we kind of have that same vibe, whether we're in construction or we're in the marijuana industry. Right. No, it's great. And how do you solicit? How do you get what you need? Are you getting it? And in what different ways are you getting the, the the folks that in your critical roles, right, and positions? What what's the way that you go about it? Yeah, I think specifically here in Missouri, it's tightened up a little bit on on the number of people you can go out and find. But you know the yeah. traditional Indeed routes and and uh-huh. people submitting or walking in the stores and okay and and things along those lines. Obviously, when we post a job that they're they're out looking for an accounting job you know, anywhere. And, and obviously the, the cannabis industry pops up and it gets somebody a little more interested. And if nothing else, they get a good education by coming in and hearing an interview. Oh, that's great. That's great. Thanks for taking me through that. Tell me about what's working in the stores include consumer interaction and, 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 and what are consumers, what does the data show to you and your outlets? What are people buying? Yeah, I, I think when we well, obviously in the medical world, we were about 65 percent uh, flower material, flower pre-rolls. And uh, we've quickly, you know, just in and obviously we're only three weeks into uh, into being adult use here. But uh, they've quickly flipped over. We're almost 50 50 now between your flower material versus, you know, your edibles, gummies, drinks, mm-hmm. et cetera. You know, and we'll carry, you know, roughly 300 SKUs at any one of our stores. And so we're seeing that. You know, that, that kind of product mix. And then the other one is, uh, is, uh, it's, you know, it's very heavily male dominated, uh, consumer base, uh, whether they're, yeah, whether they're buying it for their wife, uh, and, and bringing it home. But, uh, you see most of the stores, it's, it's very, you know, you're, you're probably 70, uh, 70% plus of, uh, of male consumers walking in the door. So, uh, I, I think that's, that's been a little different than what we saw in Las Vegas, where it was just, People showing up, getting off airplanes, and then uh, here, here where it's more localized, uh, uh, it's it's a it's a very male dominant uh, consumer base. So, do you think there's a little stigmatization about female 
uh, in cannabis in in this in this Midwestern atmosphere you live in? Yeah, I, I don't know if if you went into you know one of the big liquor stores, it might not be the same deal where where that's yeah that's the that's the role of the husband or whatever. But uh, I I don't know if it's if it's a stigma or, or not. But uh, I, I you know that's who we're seeing walking through the door. But I, yeah. I think you'd probably find that at uh, at a liquor store too. Now that we're adult use, so I, yeah. I think uh, all those guys have have our vices. I, I imagine. Yeah, but is it is it to the point though that you feel like, man, you know, we ought to do something about that, and we we need to do some things to, uh, if you look at some of the the local data to attract the female consumer to 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 feel really comfortable and inviting to come into our store. Yeah, I, I think anyone, you know, one, one, I think when the dust settles a little bit more here too, I think that will that will start morphing back and they hit target and then come come over to our stores where we're in one of our state line stores right on the Kansas yeah. state line is literally in the parking lot of target. So I think, uh, I think you'll see that morph a little bit more, uh, when you got uh, a line outside the building. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know that we're, we're, we we're ready for that sales pitch to the female consumer yet. Yeah. But the target move, that was a nice move. Yeah. Oh, it's, you it's know. a beautiful store. I, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a nice move, brother. I like that. Yeah. That's a good location. Look, that's you know I, I say that because I noticed the same thing it is is that you see a lot of guys walking through the store and less female and you know my consumer package Spidey incense tell me that that's a great place to market to because you know I wonder if the consumption is closer to 50 50 right? Yeah. Uh, because of what you said, right? You're sharing it. Somebody's going to get it and sharing and sharing it at home or wherever. It'd be kind of cool to see see that happening inside the store. You know, that that would be. And I'm just curious if you thought there was an opportunity or a problem. or. Oh, I, I think definitely you know, long term. Yeah, definitely yeah. long term. Uh, there is uh, right now. It's yeah. it's figure out how they how to move people in and out of there efficiently and making sure that they have a great experience. And then they bring uh, hopefully bring their wife or, or girlfriend next time. Uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, our, our places are cool. It's comfortable yeah. in there. There's, there's nice. it's not, it's not set up for a male or female. It's set up yeah. for, for the general public to have a, a, a really nice inviting vibe with cool chandeliers and everything else. Yeah. Or, or, you see specific, uh, consumer application trends where, uh, you know, and I'm asking you, this is a loaded ass question and I'm telling yeah. you why, because. I really think that, and it's slower. It's slower happening than I, 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 I think it should be, and I know it's going to pick up. I think, I think beverage is going to be big. Yeah, I, I, I do too. We, we hate it when we have vault size issues, but the, uh, yeah. you know, I, I think, yeah. I think it's going to be. I mean, the, the problem is right now the, the number that are consuming, you know, that are grabbing that and, and going is, is much lower than I. Quite frankly, I thought it'd be bigger already yeah. too. Yeah, and uh, it's still the 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 gummy the gummy and the vapor still the oh, king. The, the, the gummy is a monster, man. You know, it's a, it's a monster, and it, it is not going to slow down. But I really think you know, beverage is less than two percent of consumption right now, and I just I just really think that that's going to grow because it's such a natural social, right? You know, yeah. having having a drink, and 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 the more I talk about it, and the more I talk to it, I I just. I see the female consumer really likes it. Yeah. Right. And and so I just think it, you know, it's gotta taste great. 
Right. It's got to be. The- yeah. No, all, all the all the drinks out there, we got lemonades and the keep cola. Yeah. All, all of those of the world. They're, they're all great products. It's just it's just such a low, you know, so if you, you double your business, you made it to 4% of the equation yeah. versus, you know, you're, you're, you're still five, five X behind the gummy or, you know, five X behind the, the vape line still at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a, uh, it's, it's going to be a slow, slow dredge until, you know, you can go to a, a local bar and, and, you know, basically get a non-alcoholic, you know, something or other. And, and that's part of the equation. So I, th- I think we're a ways off from that being the, 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 a dominant force in the snores. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. So I, I want to switch gears here. You know, the safe banking act didn't happen. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, I just, the temperature I got from the industry starting in January, you know, late December when everybody figured it wasn't going to happen. Is just we kind of in a vault, like wow, the world is coming to the yeah. end, you know. And I'm exaggerating, but it just kind of felt like that. And then I talk to you, you give me such energy. <laughs> I'm reading. And, and 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 you're talking about almost doubling your store count, yeah. right? This this year, so you you're 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 moving on, you're kicking ass, and you're you're doing your thing. Give give me some thoughts from you about when things are going to change from a, you know, the, the beautiful thing, the, the exciting thing that's happening in our industry now is that there's openings. There's states adopting. There's states moving forward. And that gives you juice. And I know it does. But then yeah. we got this whole thing happening in the West of you, right? And then it, 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 it's, it's kind of dark, right? And, and things are not booming and growing and, and, and my concern is that this is somehow a built-in vicious cycle. You know, the state opens, it, it grows, blooms, expands. It's a beautiful thing. And then all of a sudden, this dark cloud happens because of some things that the operator doesn't really control. Yeah. And 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 yeah, give me your, your take on, on that. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, specifically in California, everybody thought that would be a lot better. But they're trying to take you know, two decades and put the genie back in the bottle. They gave everybody licenses. And I think, I think what we've seen, you know, there's more black market coming out of Oklahoma than there is anywhere else. Like that, the, you know, because 2,500 bucks in a beating heart, you got a license and and away you go and you take out second mortgage and you shouldn't be in the business that, you know, and you don't hit your performance. So you start doing things that are, are not part of the regs and they, they need, 3,000 more regulators to go check on these 20,000 cultivators. It makes no logical sense in an industry like this. Mm-hmm. And and we haven't had the time to have the survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you get caught, you just open up next door. And so I think all these states that are really getting depressed right now on in that cloud that you're talking about are the yeah. ones that just put out unlimited licenses. Okay. And and because there's no business there, all of a sudden it's it, it turns it into a mom and pop you know, little smoke vape shop, uh, operation. And th- there's no industry there as an activist, you know, I, 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 I like less control, but as yeah. a, uh, as, as a realist and, and basically having the opportunity to expand this market yeah. and, you know, we, we haven't had the time to have the survival of fittest where there's a, a few brands like there are in the liquor industry that come in and, and squash all, all the bugs out of the equation. And, right. uh, that's not going to come for oh, hopefully when my, my kids are doing this or something that, that that's yeah. when that comes, but cause I don't see that coming anytime soon, 
but this cloud out there and you look at the equities and in the cannabis industry and you know they're trading five or six times earnings i mean that's got to be depressing uh sitting it's depressing for me as a guy sold for a bunch of stock too but the uh you know you look at that depression there and and literally we're we're going to get something out of dc at some point Uh, yeah obviously everybody thought when when the three chambers were controlled by the democrats that was going to be the the low-hanging fruit and it didn't happen we we still think there's a, a good chance that something will come out and you know it, it's crazy that we are a, a schedule one drug and fentanyl is schedule two so that's insane it's insane it's insane nobody died from cannabis and everybody dies from fentanyl yeah yeah okay. we, we we're hope uh, chuck schumer is going to uh bring that out and and get us descheduled and, and move fentanyl up to the top so we quit killing these you know seventy thousand people a year on that a year uh, absolutely. When is it going to happen? Come on, John. Uh, I I think maybe maybe so. Come on, man. You know this is recorded I, now. I, I want it tomorrow, but uh, you know I've, I've been I've, I've literally said I think I said summer every for the last three years. So yeah, <laughs> no, I I really think they'll introduce something in in uh, in April May, and then uh, yeah. we'll see if we if it goes to a vote. It's uh, we just want to vote. I'm gonna give us a vote. You know, obviously the yeah. the house has done that for years. And uh, get a vote on the floor, and and all these states are have uh, have flipped. You got thirty eight states with with some kind of some kind of cannabis program out there. It's yeah, we're way past the tipping point. So ho- hopefully it's it's here and it's a, it's a deschedule. Get this tax tax situation right, and and uh, and get us moving forward. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I don't think we know when, but it's gonna happen. It's definitely gonna happen. We got 38 states that's doing something, yep. right? And more coming. Absolutely. You know, we're we're two years away from having, you know, 46 states or whatever, uh, in this thing for sure. So somehow or more. But um, yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. I tell, totally agree. What else? What else you think? If you if you looked, if you and I had this conversation, 2024. Uh, sometime in in February, what would you say 2023 brought us? I I think you'll see some legislative actions, which generally that didn't happen before. So I think you'll see Kansas and and North Carolina come on board. You'll have uh, some other other pressure. And then I think a lot of people, you'll start seeing those ballot initiatives like Florida and those that are, are, are really starting to gear up. So you'll see a lot more you know, you'll probably have five to six states that are that are looking to uh, to go adult use in the uh, in the general election in 24. So I think those will be cranking up. But I think you're going to start seeing a lot of legislative things that are kind of flipping like a state like Kansas, where, you know, p- people used to tell me like, no way Kansas ever goes where where, uh, you know, we, we reside. And uh, I say, if Utah can go, any state can go. They always say can go. So I think you'll see a lot of legislative uh, items coming. And then we'll, uh, you know, we'll, you know, from from there, I think the ballot initiatives in the general elections, you'll you'll have six to eight states that are that are doing something in that general in twenty four. Yeah, that's great, man. I tell you what, it was a great pleasure to spend a few minutes with you. And my pleasure. And I, I love this this that big G baby. We gotta <laughs> yeah, see that hey, everywhere, man. We want to see that big G everywhere. Yeah, and, God willing. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. John Mueller, CEO and co-founder 
green light dispensaries. He's killing the world, man. And I love it. I love your energy. I love it. We need that energy in the space and um, need to share it and we need to work hard. I can tell you're working at it 27 hours a day, I'm sure. Because uh, I know when you're asleep, you're thinking about it. But um, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Obviously, I want to thank John for being here and sharing with us and opening up about the Big G Green Light Dispensaries. And I want you guys to go out and find Plant Profits podcast. And you can get that on Cannabis Radio, who's our partner in this deal. And they've been amazing. And, uh, and you can get it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts, any platform you get it on. Plant Profits is there. And in time, look for this particular show with John Mueller, CEO and co-founder of Greenlight Dispensaries. He's killing it. And I want you to follow Produce Global, my company, and really understand how we're building companies and how we're changing lives. And that's Protus Global, P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. We'll talk to you next week. So until then, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.